0: I'd like you just to keep standing to open your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17 verse 24 to 27. Acts chapter 17, 24 to 27. If you are there, you say, Amen. Amen. If you are not there, you say, wait for me. Bible says Paul stood up in a meeting of Eropagos and said people of Athens I see that in every way you are very religious for as I walk around and look carefully at the object of worship I even found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God so you are ignorant of the very thing you worship and this is what I'm going to proclaim to you The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. As he is served by human hands, as if he needs anything, rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations, and they should inhabit the whole hell. and he marked out the appointed times in history. And the boundaries of their lands. God did so that they would seek Him and perhaps reach out for Him and find Him, though He is not far from any one of us. May God bless His word this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. You may take your seat. This morning, I would like to talk to you on the topic, on the theme of caption, come out from religion. Come out from religion. Can you look at your neighbor like a prophet in his eyes or eyes and tell your neighbor, come out from religion? You are not looking at... As you look at your neighbor right inside your neighbor's eyes like you're a prophet from Jerusalem and say, come out from religion. Amen. Now, when you talk about religion, people have different notions and concepts about what is religion. There are multiple definitions of religion. But the definition that is most suitable for this context is that there are many religions, it's a fundamental set of beliefs and practices adopted by people in search for the supernatural. Religion are fundamental set of beliefs and practices that are adopted by people in search for the supernatural. It may not be God because some people in their religion don't worship God. Some people worship the universe. They worship Mother Earth. Anything that they feel is supernatural for them can be their source of supreme power. And that becomes their religion. One question somebody has often asked, is Christianity a religion? The answer is no. Because religion is defined as man seeking God. But Christianity is God seeking man. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible says God demonstrated his love in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Meaning before we ever had the intention of looking for God, God was looking for us. Is somebody hearing me this morning? That is why Christianity is only called a religion for the sake of comprehension, so that people may understand the category where it falls under. But in logic and practicals, Christianity is not a religion, because it is God that is looking for man. Before you could ever give your life to Jesus, God was looking for you. Before you could ever pray, God was there waiting to hear that prayer. That is what the Bible says. Before you pray, God has already answered. Because God is always there before you. Some people say, I found God. No, God found you. God was always there. You just came late. He was always there at the door. Jesus says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open unto to me, I will come into him and I will dine with him. Meaning God has always been at the door before you ever open the door. Is anybody hearing me this morning? And so, why do we need to come out from religion? Why do we need to come out from religion? There are many things that I can say to you this morning. But religion is dangerous. Religion is dangerous. I'm going to give you examples. A missionary went to India. While he was walking in India, he saw a little girl begging on the streets. Very beautiful girl, begging on the streets. And so with compassion, the missionary took this little girl to to, to their house and told the parents, I saw your daughter begging on the street. I am going to help sponsor her to any college of her choice. Whatever school she wants to go to, I will pay until she's finished. And the parents said, that is not possible. We are not going to accept. And the missionary was so shocked that with such an offer, the parents of the little girl will reject that offer. And then the parents said, in our religion, we believe that. The reason why this girl is poor and we are poor is because in our former lives, we were bad people. So when we reincarnated and came back the second time, We have to pay for all the sins of our former life so that in our next life we will not come back suffering again. So by that, we are not going to accept your your, your offer because if we accept that scholarship from you then we are going to come back again in the second life still suffering. See what religion has done. And they believe that they are paying the price for their sins. Religion is dangerous. Look at the jihadists. Who is brainwashed to think that by tying a bomb on your chest, jumped into the middle of a crowd, you kill yourself and the people, you are going to heaven. The danger of religion. And this is what they promise them. They tell them that the men, when you die as a jihadist, in heaven, you are going to God is going to give you seven virgins as to be your wives. Then if you're a man, if you're a woman, God will line up men, men, multiple men that are, big, they are so handsome, Then you make a choice from any one of them. So, this is how they brainwash people and you tie a bomb on your chest and you die and go to hell thinking that you're going to heaven. Why? Because of religion. Religion. Now, look at the enslavement, especially in poor countries. Do you know that poor countries are the most religious? Do you know that poor countries are the most religious and they are the most manipulated? I watch on TV how a pastor is kissing a girl mouth-to-mouth in the name of deliverance. And people are sitting there clapping, saying, thank you, Jesus. It is only people who are in religion that cannot recognize that this is the work of darkness. Because if you have a relationship with God, when you see something that is wrong, you know. But when you are a religious person, whatever is done in your church is correct. Because if it is done in your church, it is correct. But when you have a relationship with God, you know that this is wrong. You have people that are disconnected from reality because of religion. There is a woman who, who came to the hospital, and the doctor said, your child needs blood. urgently. Oh, if not, he's going to die. And the woman said, in our church, we're not allowed to donate blood. And she held the child in her arms, and the child died in her arms. Do you think that is a relationship with God? No, it's religion. People that believe certain things. And they think that by this belief, they are approaching God. Religion. People that are disconnected from reality. Many people are going to hell thinking that they are serving God. They are on their way, highway to hell, 495 to hell, and they think that they are are serving God. Then you have the worst that I can't stand is denominationalism. Denomination. Have you heard somebody say, I can't change my faith. I'm Catholic, I'm Baptist, I'm Presbyterian. So whatever you're offering them, if it doesn't fall in that category, they won't accept it. I have encountered people that are in serious problems and I invite them to church for a deliverance service, for their own good. And they tell me, I can't come to that church because, you know, we are, we are Catholics. And they'd rather stay in their pain than go to a place that will receive help because they are trying to identify themselves with a church. That is religion. One of my teachers said that the real definition of denomination is demon of the nations. That is exactly what has created division in churches. Where Christians cannot come together, we are rather more concerned about the churches we belong to, whether you are Presbyterian, you are Baptist, you are Catholic. Before all those churches came together, we are first of all children of God. Is anybody hearing me? Yeah. So if you are more concerned about Baptist than being a Christian, you are just religious. You are not a Christian. Because if you are a Christian, whatever is done in the name of the Lord should be your concern. Yeah. You should be connected to that thing. Now, I can't go there because I'm Baptist. I can't go there because I'm pressed. I can't go there because I'm this. We are Christians before we are Baptists. We are Christians before we are Pentecostals. Whatever church you belong to, you are first of all a child of God before you are whatever on this earth. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Tell somebody, come out from religion. Tell somebody, come out from religion. Come out from religion. As you go into this text this morning, the Bible says Paul was in Athens. Athens was a very important city in the days of the Apostle Paul. Athens was the center of learning at the time the Apostle Paul was living. As a matter of fact, all the universities that existed in the world at that time, like we have Cambridge today, we have Oxford, we have Yale, we have Harvard. At that time, if you had to be called a scholar, you had to go to Anthens in Greece. This is the home of people like Plato, Socrates, and Aristotle. This is where they all lived. This is where democracy came from. This is where all philosophies of education came from. So when the Apostle Paul was in this city, the Bible says, you read verse 16 of the text that we read, the Bible says he argued with them. And this is not a kind of argument where you say you are wrong, I'm right, you are wrong, I'm right, and you keep going back and forth. The real word that is used in the context, as it's mentioned in the scriptures, is that he reasoned with them. This is the style of evangelism that requires people that have extensive Bible knowledge and ex- extensive secular knowledge. Because there are some people that you are going to talk to them about God, they've read your Bible like six times back and forth. So you need something beyond the Bible to prove to them that God can save them. Like there are Muslim scholars who have studied the Bible more than pastors. And while you are trying to preach to them, they quote you scriptures in your Bible that that you cannot interpret. So you need more knowledge. That is why as a Christian, I used to say, don't just be satisfied with speaking in tongues and praying. You need to add some knowledge to your spirituality. Is somebody hearing me, you need to add some knowledge to your spirituality. Many Christians cannot get into prestigious colleges, not because they are not favored by God, because they don't have what it takes intellectually to be in those places. And they say, oh, God will favor us. But you are not studying. God will favor us. You are not ready. God will favor you don't know, you don't, you cannot know. You don't know anything about where you are going to. Before God will come and help you, you need to first of all prepare yourself. Bible says study yourself to show yourself what? Approve. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. So don't just sit there and say, God is going to help me in this exam, but you're not studying. Add some intelligence to your spirituality. Is somebody hearing me, we need to be intelligent people. When they call you somewhere to defend yourself, you speak in a way that will prove to people that you went to school. I remember when I went from Bible school to go teach moral instruction in the high school. I think I was 24 then, teaching moral instruction to some students who were even older than me. And so when I step into the class, the students despised me, like, who is this small boy to teach us moral instruction? So I knew that for me to make them listen to me, I had to do something beyond the Bible. So I went to the board, I put a function, whatever X equals to that, 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 I drew lines. Who can solve this function? By then, it was the first uh, semester of the school year, so many of them don't know what is function. Then I solved the function, and I drew two lines. From that day, when I talk, nobody talks. Because they understood that this pastor doesn't only know the Bible, he also knows mathematics. There are some times that we can't get into certain places because we have spirituality, we know intelligence. Is somebody hearing me? When you go for interview, you don't speak in tongues. they ask you technical questions. It is the answers that you give that gives you the job. You don't say, oh, the Lord is here. The Lord is going to favor me. So add some intelligence to your spirituality. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Tell an add some intelligence to your spirituality. Whatever field that you work in, you have to be the best in that field. You have to have so much, so much expertise that when people begin to ask you, how do you do this? You so say, let me pray for you first. That is when you bring your spirituality because your intelligence is making a way for you. Amen. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Amen. The Bible, the text that we read this morning has... Certain characteristics of religious people that I want to share with you this morning. Number one, the Apostle Paul said, as I walked through the city, I saw your objects of worship. Religious people cannot relate with God without objects. That is why you have people today who are so attached to the anointing oil. Every small prayer anointing oil. They have bangles, they have rosary, they have, they have to have objects in order to connect with God. That is religion. They have to have something physically to connect with God. That is why some people find it difficult to have faith in God. Because how do I have faith in God that I don't see? It's like I'm having faith in something that is unknown. But if you brought them something physically, it is easy to believe because they have an object that represents God. But that is religion. That is why we have statues today. We have idol worship because it is easy for man to worship something they see than something they don't see. And may I give you the history of the rosary? For those of you who came from Catholic backgrounds, let me just give you for the sake of intelligence. <laughs> when Muhammad died, Muhammad had a daughter called Fatima. For those of you who have been, who have been indoctrinated in a Catholic church, there is a prayer in the Calibo for Lady Fatima. Lady Fatima was a daughter of Muhammad. So when their father died, he said to them, continue to look for a way. That is why Islam is a religion based on faulty foundation because the founder itself did not find the way. He told the followers continue to look for the way, but the followers took the manuscripts that was not completed and published it as a book. Is someone hearing me? If I'm making a research in medicine and the research is not complete, that research cannot be published because it's incomplete. So Islam is half Christianity because everything in the Quran is what Muhammad read from the Bible. Then he was started documenting to find God. In the course of that, he died. And then the, his followers took the manuscript that was uncompleted, made the Quran, they started the religion of Islam. So when he told them to look for the way, the son continued with his Islam. Then the daughters, one of the daughters called Fatima, went and joined the Roman Catholic Church. But as a Muslim, she used to pray with the beads that the Muslims pray with even till today. So, the caliphs were trying to find out how do we integrate this lady's belief into our system. Then they converted the bits of Fatima to the rosary and put the 10 Hell Mary prayer to him. It's not Hell this morning? That's what we get the rosary that we count as 10. Holy Mary, Mother of God, that it was from the Islamic religion. So, you today are thinking that by that rosary that you put in your car, you pull over your neck, you're trying to connect to God. It's an idol worship. Religion has kept many people in bondage. Can I preach this morning? Is somebody being blessed this morning? Number two, religious people worship the God they don't know. Like you worship God just on Sunday, but out of that you don't have any relationship with God. Apostle Paul said, I found in your temple an inscription that said, to the unknown God. There are many that go to church but have no relationship with God. They don't know who is God. They just think God is somebody big that is somewhere in the sky that control the affairs of men. That is their knowledge of God because they are religious. They have no knowledge of God. People who do everything without understanding, like I said, if you know God, when you see something that is not God, you know this is not God. God cannot be in this thing. Like a man of God that came to Cameroon, he was truly performing miracles. But the way he performed his miracles was completely out of order. When ladies came to him him, for prayers, like ladies that were trying to conceive, he had a stretcher in his office like a doctor. And he would make you, the lady, lay down on on that bed and then open you up as a woman and take anointing oil and pour into your system. And ladies were going there like crazy because there were testimonies They did not care to know what was the source. They were interested in getting pregnant. And this is how people worship God without knowing who God is. Because if you know who God is, anytime you see something wrong, it doesn't matter the testimonies or the results. You know this is completely faulty. Is somebody hearing me this morning? You need to know the God you worship. You need to know the God you worship. Number three, religious people are so ignorant of the things of God. So ignorant of the things of God. You've been going to church for, a too, for too long, but you know nothing about God. I can bet you this morning $1,000. If I call, if I say who can list the 12 disciples of Jesus Christ in this church, I may not have five people. In this church right now, $1,000. Who can call me the five disciples of Jesus Christ? People will rarely give the answer. Well, give me 12 popular musicians in the United States in five minutes. I will have five people over here. we go to church, but we're not interested in knowing the things of God. And that is how religion has deceived people. You just come, you worship, and you go. You're not so interested in knowing more. You just come on Sundays, and you go back home. That is how religion keeps people far from God. They are so ignorant about the things of God. Like, I was t- talking to somebody, said, Do you speak in tongues? what is that? But I've been a Christian for 15, I don't know what is speaking in tongues. How, how do you go to church and reading your Bible, you don't know what is speaking in tongues? It's written all over your Bible. But you know what religion has done? Some churches have taught that it's a gift, not for everybody. And because many people are not interested in knowing more than what is said, they stay on what somebody said. But when you are interested in knowing more, you dig deeper you go above what your pastor said and try to investigate if what he said is true or if that is all that needs to be known. You keep going because Christianity is not a religion. It is a relationship with God. Yeah. Is someone here him this morning. Yeah. You need to know the things of God. You need to understand. That's what I've been teaching about covenant principles for successful living. There are things you need to know to be successful as a Christian. Even though you are going to just be religious on earth, you know, I was reading something in the Bible that was very interesting. When, if you read Luke chapter 16 about the story of Lazarus and the rich man, the Bible says the rich man was dressed in purple. He had food to eat. And Lazarus sat at the gate of the rich man and was begging. The Bible says a time came, the rich man died. And later on, Lazarus also died. Then the rich man went to hell. And then in heaven, he saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom. Now, it is interesting because the rich man called to Lazarus, I mean, called to Abraham, and said, send Lazarus. Even in heaven, the rich man still recognized Lazarus to be a servant. He said to Abraham, send Lazarus. (laughs) Send Lazarus. Because the rich man knew Lazarus on earth. Many of us are going to go to heaven, but like servants. We are going to just go to heaven and be in boys' quarters because... We did not do anything on this earth to marry any crown from God. May you not be in Abraham's bosom when you get to heaven. Abraham's bosom means like Abraham's boy's quarters. That's where you be in heaven. You want to be in a place where you can see, you can be with God and say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. But you need knowledge to access the things of God. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Number four, religious people think that God is in church. So we can dress well when we are coming to church. We make sure that we, our skirt is below our knees. We look so good on point. But the moment we leave this door, ah, God is no longer here. So you can do anything anyhow. The question is this. When you dress well and come to church, for your information, God is not in this building. The Bible says, wherever two or three are gathered, I am there in their midst. So we could be at the parking lot and have church at the parking lot. Is someone hearing me. Yes. The church is not a building. The church is a gathering of people. So if you dress decently and come to the building, and then we meet again at Walmart and now you're wearing booty pants, you are still in the presence of God. It's not hear me this morning. God is everywhere. God is in your kitchen. God is in your room. God is in every place you go. So don't deceive yourself by being decent in a building and think you are in church, no. If you are truly a Christian, who has a one-on-one relationship with God? Whatever you wear matters everywhere. Can I say that again? Whatever you wear matters everywhere. Some of us know that there are things we cannot wear and come to this church now, but you can wear the same thing and meet me and warm my. What is the difference? Same people. Just because you change building, you think now you can wear anything. You are afraid to wear and come to this building, but you are not afraid to wear that thing and go anywhere else. That is what religion has taught us. We dress when we're going to that church on Sunday. We act so nice. We talk decently. We don't care. But the moment church is over, we go back to ourselves. Religion. But we need to come out from religion. Hallelujah. Number five, religious people think that God needs their substance. So anytime you're talking about giving, they don't see that God, we are trying to do something for the kingdom of God. They see, they see it as a personal attack to their finances. So they get defensive. Because they think that God needs their money. The Bible says a cattle on a thousand hills belongs to the Lord. The Lord doesn't need anything from you. If God needed something from you, will, will you be the one for God to ask? He will look for some millionaire somewhere, not even you. But a small change that you have in your bank account, whenever you hear giving, you feel so attacked that God is trying to take the little that you have. That is why religion has taught us. But if you understand that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, you will understand that it is a privilege that God can even accept your change that you bring every Sunday. Is somebody hearing me this morning, it is a privilege to give to God. If God were to hire people based on qualification, intelligence, beauty, to be in the house of God, will you be here this morning? You guys are not responding. It's like I'm... <laughs> I'm asking if God was to take people based on their knowledge, academic backgrounds, exposure, everything to be Christians, would you be a Christian? If God was to give us citizenship into His kingdom based on how much we know about Him, how much we can pray, how much we can fast, how much we can give, who among us would be a Christian? Many of us would still be illegal immigrants now trying to get documents to get into God's kingdom. Because we are not worthy of anything. So whatever I bring to God is a privilege. Hallelujah. It's a privilege. Many of us are not even qualified to enter the White House. But we don't understand the privilege that we have to belong to God's kingdom. What a privilege. This morning, let us come out from religion. Hallelujah. Let us come out from religion. Let us come out. Now what do I know, what do I do to come out from religion? Number one, need to repent. What is repentance? Anytime you mention repentance, people think that repentance is maybe leaving your sins. Repentance is change of mind. Some people try to leave their sins when their mind has not changed. That is why they go back to their sins because the sin is not yet disgusting in their mind. When something becomes disgusting in your mind, it is difficult to go back to it because your mind has changed. If somebody me this money, the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So if you are going to be free from any sin, any addiction, it has to start in your mind. If your mind is not changed, you are just struggling in the flesh. Your mind has to change about the things I'm telling you this morning. You have to reconfigure your mind. You have to set your mind in a new frame in order to be able to walk in the direction that God wants you to walk. If not, you are going to struggle and struggle and struggle and never go back. It's like somebody saying that, I really want to serve God, but I like this board. Until you come to the place where you don't like that board, there is no way you are not going to go back because your mind is still in that relationship. That is why you can't break away from it because your mind is still inside. So repair, it starts with changing your mind. If somebody heard him this morning, changing your mind, reconfigure your mind. So as we say this morning, come out from religion, it's not just saying that I'm coming out. Your mind has to change about the things you've heard. Your mind has to change. Hallelujah. Your mind has to change. If Christians were truly Christians, there would be so much unity in the body of Christ. There is more that unites us than more that separates us. Can I say that again? There is more that unites us than more that separates us. But if I say now, we are organizing a prayer conference in Manassas, and we want all the churches to come. Because it's organized by a pastor who speaks in tongues. Many people don't believe in speaking in tongues will not come. But we are not here for speaking in tongues. We are here for Jesus. Let's not let our doctrines and the things we believe separate us. As long as you believe in Jesus, that Jesus is Lord. He came and died for our sins. You are my brother. I don't care whether you believe in speaking in tongues or not. Those things are things that God has given to us for our life here on earth. There is nothing like that in heaven. So what is going to take us to heaven is the blood of Jesus that was shed for our sins. So if you believe that Jesus is Lord, you are my brother. That is why when somebody comes to your door to preach and they don't believe Jesus is Lord, don't let them in because they are not your brother. Hallelujah. We need to repent. Number two, we need to seek God. What does it mean to seek God? Get yourself involved in anything that concerns God. There are people who go to church but have no connection with that church. You are not an usher. You are not in the choir. You are not security. You don't even know your pastor. You just show up on Sunday morning and watch the gospel. Amen. you You are a religious person. Because if you truly belong to that family, You want to get involved who goes to a family reunion and just sit at the table after finishing bye and leave without connecting with people but religion has made it in such a way that we belong to all these big mega churches where we just go sit, we worship we give offerings we go back home nobody knows the kind of life you're living where you're living how you're living that is how religion has made it but christianity is a family business you can't do this thing by yourself Is somebody hearing me, you need to be in a community of people that can encourage you, pray for you, and strengthen you in the days of your weakness. But if you want to be by yourself, you're religious. When somebody says, I don't want that church in my business. I like big churches because they don't go into people's businesses. These are religious people. If you're a true Christian, your pastor is going to get into your business. Can I say that again? When things are going wrong, somebody will bring the matter to the pastor, and the pastor will get into the business. But when you want to be so isolated, you don't want anybody to get into your business. It's religion. That is why when somebody calls me from another church of prayers, the first thing I ask, does your pastor know what you're going through? If they say no, I say, go tell your pastor. Because I'm not a prayer contractor. You know, you can connect people to yourself and disconnect them from their churches. You can be praying for people online. Some people think I'm their pastor on Facebook. I tell them all the time, I'm not your pastor. I'm just here to encourage you on Facebook, I am not your pastor. Go give your offerings to your church. Pay your tithes to your church. I am not your pastor. Because religious people don't want to belong to a family. They just want to be superficial and think they're Christians. We need to come to that place where we are attached to a house. If you and your pastor met at Walmart, will he recognize you? I'm asking you a question. If you and your pastor met... At Home Depot, will he recognize me? Some of us saying, hey, that's pastor. They, just, they, they don't want the pastor to see them. That's religion. This is your spiritual father. I Meaning if you saw him somewhere, you should be glad I saw my father. But what has religion done? We just watch the pastor on stage like we're watching TV. We say amen and we go home. Tell somebody come out from religion. Come out <laughs> from religion. So get yourself involved. Get yourself connected with Bible stories, with prayers, with fasting, with fellowship. That is how you get to know God. Amen. As we are announcing about membership, some of you here is like, what are they talking about? Until you belong, you are not part of. Until you belong, you are not part of. Those of us who are citizens of this country, we cannot be repatriated. Right? But if war happens to this country, and I say everybody go back to their country, some of us have to go because we don't belong to the United States. So until you belong to a group of people, you are just like an immigrant. You Need to give yourself holy so you can get all the benefits that God has for that family. Amen. Get connected, join God's people, do what they are doing. Like I used to say, if you if they are doing something you don't understand, begin to just copy what they are doing until you also get in. I told you the first time I went to a Pentecostal church and they were all praying, and everyone was moving around, they were praying like zealously praying. Like, what are they doing? Because I, I came from a church where we're all like mm, and the pastor was just amen. But when I saw these people, I was like, no, there's something about this. And I started, before I know, that spirit came upon me. And I became mad too. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you want to become like them, do what they're doing. Don't just come and say, oh, oh they're pray you know? mm. Yes, They're so prayerful. Do what they're doing so that that spirit can come upon you. What you don't admire, you cannot attract. Hallelujah. Copy. Get yourself involved. And lastly, live for God. Live for God. What does that mean? In everything and everywhere you go, represent God. Let people know at your job you are a Christian. Let your neighbors know you are a Christian. Let your friends know you are a Christian. Let God be projected in everything that you do. Hallelujah. Amen. Like you hear some people, some Christians, they say, I'm not very religious. What does that mean? I don't take God too serious. That's why you see them on, 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 on Saturdays in the bar, the way they are drinking. You can't even believe they are going to church on Sunday because they are not very religious. And then on Sunday morning they are like singing and acting all spiritual. No. A Christian is a Christian on Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. I'm a Christian every day of my life. There is no vacation in this business. I'm a Christian always. Is someone hearing me this morning, I'm a Christian in church, in my family, in my job, when I'm driving, I'm a Christian always. But if you separate your Christianity to be on Sundays, on other days, you can relax, you catch fun with your friends, you go to nightclubs, you hang out, then on Sunday, you wear your Christian suit and come to church. You are religious. If you are a Christian, be a Christian everywhere. Let your family know you are a Christian. There are some people who cannot do the things of God because they are afraid of what their family is going to say. Like somebody said, I would, I would really like to come to that church Be mine. My mother will be so mad if they hear I'm coming to that church. Is it about your mother? Or your relationship with God? Let God take over you to the place where everything about you is God. Is somebody being blessed this morning? Tell somebody again, come out from religion. Can we stand on our feet this morning? We want to get to a place where people can serve the Lord. Whenever we're in crowds, whenever we're in a crowd, pray. Just by looking at the crowd, you can tell who is a Pentecostal, who is a Baptist, who is a Presbyterian, just by the way they pray. Because religion has divided us in our attitude and how we relate to God. But we are supposed to be Christians who are united in one purpose, who serve God like we know who God is. Not depend on what some churches or people have served. I read a book that was written by a Baptist professor, and the title of the book says, do not try speaking in tongues. Now, if you belong to such a denomination that is being taught like that, that is what you will know, because that is religion. But if you read your Bible in Mark chapter 16, it says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils, and they will speak with other tongues. Anyone who believes can speak in tongues. But when you belong to a church, they tell you that it's not for everybody. That is religion. We need to go above religion and have a relationship with God. Hallelujah. Amen. I always talk about tongues because the day I spoke in tongues, I was not in church. I was in my room at 1 a.m. at 11 p.m. in the night, praying, when I started speaking in tongues. Nobody prayed for me. That is how I know this thing is real. Because if I went to a church and they did that for me, I would have said, it's a church that did that to me. But because it came in my room when I was with God, I know this must be God. Don't let church rituals and traditions Deceive you or reduce the quality of the time you can have with God. There is more than church. There is more than doctrines. There is more than church principles. God is bigger than a church system. God is bigger than a denomination. Is somebody hearing me this morning? Have a one on one relationship with God and let God reveal Himself to you. Can somebody talk to God this morning? Talk to the Lord this morning. Say, Lord, help me to come out of religion. Help me, my Father. To come out of religion, (laughs) help me, my father. To come out, to come out, to come out. I refuse to be a religious person. I refuse to be a religious person. I refuse to be a religious person. I I decided this morning, Lord, to be spiritual. I decided this morning to be spiritual. Thank you, Jesus. Receive the glory. Receive the honor in Jesus' name.